Okay, good morning, everyone. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, we started the um, Summer of Sons series. And as Pastor Steve said, um, I'll be starting us off. But before I start, I guess, let me first pray. <laughs> um, Heavenly Father, I want to just thank you for this moment. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that as we've, become, as we've come before you to receive your word, that God, you'll prepare our hearts to receive your word. We pray, Father God, that you would open up our ears to just hear exactly what you want to speak to us this moment. And over myself, Father God, I pray that um, I would decrease and you would increase in me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, um, as many of you know, I've just uh, graduated. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, and on graduation day, they told us to take a moment and like pause and look back to where we've come from. And I did that, and I looked back at the four years that um, I've, I've had through uni and the different challenges and high moments and things that I've come through um, through the four years. And I think one thing that stood out to me was God really helped me <laughs> from like when I started in 2019 um, you know, having this desire to go to uni and making my applications and getting rejected twice and still like, yeah, you know what, God, I'm going to believe that you want me to go to uni and I'm going to keep, um, you know, pushing and I'm going to keep trusting you. And throughout, um, I think because I started like that, throughout the journey when COVID came, when there was like isolation, when my dissertation, I think I told many of you about that, any time anyone would ask me, hi, how are you doing? How's uni? I'd be like, oh, my dissertation. <laughs> but I think because of that, because I started um, knowing that, you know, God was with me and I trusted him and I saw him come through in the beginning, it helped me on the journey of, my, um, of the degree of my education. It helped me trust him to support me, trust him to, you know, guide me to where I need to go, trust Trust him to bring the right people that I need to enable me to progress. And so today I want to share one of the Psalms that was really embedded in my head throughout the journey. And that's Psalm 121. Because I feel like it gives such a beautiful description of God's help. You know, And just for a bit of context before we read it. Psalm 121 is part of um, a group of psalms called the Songs of Ascent. And these were songs that were sung by travelers when they were leaving um, a certain point, maybe Babylon, or um, they were leaving their homes to go to Jerusalem to worship or to celebrate the feasts that the Lord had commanded them to, um, to celebrate throughout the year. And as they journeyed from their homes or from different parts um, wherever they were, they had a group of songs, the group of songs that they sang to encourage them, you know, on the journey to um, remind them of where they're going. And Psalm 121 is one of those psalms. It was a, a psalm that they sang either before they started the journey or after they started, after they reached their destination or along, because it just reminded them of where their help came from. You know, as they, um, I was reading about it and I was trying to see, you know the journey from, let's say, Galilee to Jerusalem, what it entailed. And it talks about how Jerusalem is on a hill. So depending on where you're coming from, it doesn't matter. You pass through hills. And um, hills 
that's where like people would hide and rob um, others. I mean, we think of the Good Samaritan. Um, there would be wild animals waiting to just you know like attack people and stuff. Um, the, the, the surface was very rough and, and rocky, so tripping and falling was not ideal because you would like sprain your ankle. Like, it wasn't like our roads today, you know, it was very rough. And then because they're traveling the whole day to maximize time, they would travel, you know, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the night. And in the afternoon, we know the heat, like <laughs> it's very hot. And just imagine having to travel with your family, like in a desert, to go and, I guess, to worship God, things like that. So it entailed a lot of difficulties, but also when they looked up to the mountains, they saw where they were going, so it also encouraged them. So we see um, the psalm starting, you know, like, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help, and it's just those hills could represent a variety of things. So before we go into that, I just wanted us to first read, you know, read through Psalm 121, and then we'll just break it down as we go. So we're going to read Psalm 121. Um, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shed on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. So it just really entails like the different dangers they anticipated on the journey. And they already knew that, you know what? If it's sleeping, the Lord will guard my feet. If it's the sun, the Lord is my shed. And I think as we go through the psalm today, I want us to build that confidence that whatever journey you are taking, whether it's journey in marriage, journey in education, career journey, health, it doesn't matter. Um, the Lord is there and he wants to help you and he's your helper and he's all those things that you think are coming to kind of cause delay or to frustrate you. He, he is there to lift those things, to help you in those things. So in um, help in Hebrew means a lot of things. <laughs> it could mean to surround, to protect, to aid. It could mean to lend strength. It could mean to give assistance. It could mean to support or to carry the weight of, and it could also mean salvation. So, Because sometimes we say, oh, help me, help me, but we, we know the particular kind of help that we need. So as we go through this, um, I broke it uh, into four kinds of help or aspects of help that God is offering to us as his children. You know, we sang that song, I'm no longer a slave to fear because I'm a child of God. And as children of God, we have this inheritance. We have this access to God. And his help is part of that inheritance. So, you know, let's go and grab it. Um, so we'll start off with verse 1 and 2, which says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens, who made heaven and earth. And for me, these two verses signify strength, strength for the journey. Because... We, we go on different journeys. I'm thinking of the travelers. They know the journey that they're going to take. They know how long it is. They know the dangers that are going to um, 
that they may anticipate they may face on the journey and things like that. And sometimes before you start a journey, you're calculating the cost. You know, like, can I really go this far? You know, can I really do this? And it's because we are very aware of our weaknesses. We're very aware of our capacity. But actually, as the travelers, we should also encourage ourselves and be like, yeah, I may be weak. Yeah, I may not know what to do. But the Lord is my helper. And it's not just any God, you know, <laughs> any idol or whatever. It's the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. The Lord who made that, um, who is involved and knows the detail of the situation and the journey that you're going to take. You know, he knew the journey takes from um, whatever point, whatever home they had to Jerusalem. So he was aware and that's the God that you have on your side and that should encourage us to keep going because we know that we're not drawing from our strength. We're not drawing from, I don't know, people or the government or anything because those things fail. They are, they are unreliable but we're drawing from God. And that's not to say that um, our help or our strength is going to drop from heaven and just fill our bodies. <laughs> God uses people to help us, but we have to understand the source of our help is God. So even if you're turning to your friends to give you wisdom, the Lord is giving them that wisdom to, gi to give to you. Because if he doesn't, it won't work. Like, I'm sure many of us have gone to different people and said, oh, I have this situation. What do you think? And they tell you something. And in your head, you're like, yeah, I know that. I just, I was looking for something else, you know. But it's because maybe we've actually not asked God to be like, God, as I'm going to this person, could you please use them to speak something that will make sense into my life? <laughs> and I think that's the picture of like God being our source of strength, not our routines, not, um, I don't know, our qualifications or whatever, anything, but God being the source of our strength. And I said earlier, the mountains could signify the destination where you're going. So I guess for me, I was looking to graduate and finish and then move on to the career ladder. <laughs> it could mean different things. It could also signify the dangers that you have had entailing that journey. Um, or it could also signify the systems of this world. You know, when you read the Old Testament, you see that a lot, a lot of idol worship happened at the mountains, you know, on the hills. So it could also signify the systems of this world where you, you know what people do when they're in a certain situation, but you know it's not of God. And you're thinking, what am I going to do, you know? Yeah, what am I going to do? And as we wonder or as we, I guess, look at those situations, as we look at the mountains in our lives, I want us to pause and ask genuinely, where does our help come from? And does it come from God? Because if it doesn't, this is an opportunity to redirect and take hold and actually let God be our source. Psalm 46.1 says, um, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Um, Isaiah 40, 28, 31 says, Have you not heard? Have you not understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows, uh, he never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. 
they will walk and not faint. And as we have just read these two um, passages or scriptures, it talks about how, first of all, God is our strength. And he's, he's ever-present. Like, at all times, God is there to give you strength. And he also talks about if you're feeling weak, and um, he gives you power, you know. And if you're powerless, he gives you strength. So God is the one that gives us the strength to, and to walk the journey, to do different things in our lives, you know. And even on our spiritual journey, sometimes, I think there's, I don't, I'm not sure in which letter, but Paul talks about how uh, certain believers had started in the spirit, the things of God, and then ended up doing them in their own strength. And I think for many of us, that's the case. We start off, we start off on fire for God. We start off like, yes, God, you're helping me. Yes, God, I want to pray. And then, I don't know, a few weeks later, we're like, oh, I need to pray. I need to like, read my word. And it's because sometimes we're doing those things in our own strength. But in those moments when we feel weak, that's an opportunity for us to be like, God, I need you to help me. I need your strength. You know, Paul tells us in Romans 8, 26, um, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groundings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Holy Spirit just doesn't help us in praying. He helps us in everything, everything that the Lord has told you to do, everything that you know you're supposed to be doing. The Holy Spirit is inside of you to give you the strength to do those things. Um, Philippians 2.13 for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So God, just, God doesn't just give you the desire to do his things or commands you to do this and the other. No, he also gives you the power to yeah. do what he says you should be doing, what pleases him. And so, yes, um, that first part for me was just to encourage us to draw from God as our strength. And as we move on to verses um, 3 and 4. It says, he will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. And as we, I think for me this signifies support, you know. As I said, the journey from the different areas near Jerusalem to Jerusalem, the, the, the road was rough and it was rocky. And as you're walking, you can have all the strength in the world. But once you sleep, <laughs> that's a different story. You fall. And depending on where you are on the hill, you could go down the hill and that could, you could die. You could sprain your ankle and that could cause delay and just pain in your journey. And I think it works for everything. In our spiritual journeys, it talks about how we shouldn't be stumbling blocks to other people. But also, we know that temptation, sin, those things come to cause us to stumble, to cause us to sleep. But God is saying that he will not let our foot slip or stumble. It's not in our power to not sin. It's God in us that prevents us from sinning, that tells us, oh, don't do that because this is what's, gonna, this is what's it's going to lead to. Or when you're in a situation that is tempting, the Bible tells us that the Lord makes a way for you to come out. So really and truly, it's God in us preventing us or causing us not to sleep, guiding our feet as we walk this journey of life in different areas, your health, your marriage, your career. It's God causing us not to sleep. Sometimes we think it's our routines. 
sometimes we think maybe because we're qualified for something we cannot fall or maybe because we have prayed 10 prayers that day we are guarded up but actually it's really no <laughs> it's God in his mercy and his goodness that protects us that keeps our feet you know um, and he's at no point on our journey is he not aware of what's going on it talks about how behold he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep he doesn't sleep God is watching over your life every moment when you wake up when you sleep whatever you're doing he's there and it reminds me of the story of um, the uh, Elijah on the Mount of Carmel where <clears throat> he the Israelites had started worshiping Baal and Elijah was just over it. He was like, you know what? Today, guys, you're going to choose which God you're going to serve. Yeah. And we're going to set a challenge for this God. So you're going to call upon your God, Baal, and I'm going to call upon my God, the God that created the heavens and the earth. And I'm going, we're going to set wood and pour water and whichever God calls down fire, that's the God we're going to serve. And he let the Baal worshippers go first. And you know, they prayed, they cut themselves, they did the most, they did everything you would think would appease a God to answer you. But he didn't. And Elijah started mocking them and he was like, oh, is your God sleeping? You know, do you need to wake him up? And I think <laughs> we read that stuff, of course we know the end, like that God didn't answer and God of Elijah answered. But that can encourage us that at no point in our lives are we going to call upon the Lord and he's asleep. And he's like, oh, sorry, you need to give me a minute. I need to think about this situation before me. You know, I don't know what to do. He's always watching over us. He wants to take care of us. He's there. And so we shouldn't be afraid or feel guilt or shame or anything or any lie of the enemy that comes and tells us, oh, no, you know, God, God is far away from you right now. No, that's a lie. He's there. And when you call upon him, he says he will answer. Psalm 91 um, Psalm 91, uh, 11 to 12 says, For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. The Lord has given his angels charge over each and every one of us here. And they hold us up that we don't you know, hurt ourselves on a stone. So we, ha we can't enjoy the journey we are walking because it's not up to us to not fall. It's God. That's not to say don't be watchful, don't be alert, you know, just go and live whichever way you want. No. But as you're abiding with God, as you're trusting him, as you're walking with him, you can actually enjoy your walk with God. You can enjoy your marriage. You can enjoy your degree. I enjoyed my degree. It had its ups and downs, but I enjoyed the journey <laughs> because I was like, you know, I can't do this. So I'm going to trust God and I'm going to focus on the things that I know how to do. And what I can't do, I can't now be anxious and, and just be fearful all the time. And when I'm, I am fearful, when I'm anxious, that is an opportunity for me to be like Duffin. Your, your focus has changed, has shifted. You know, and then I shift back and I read this psalm and I remind myself, I'm like, no, my help comes from God. So I'm going to trust him and I'm going to trust that he's going to tell me what to do. And he really does. First um, Samuel 2.9 says, he will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength, no man shall prevail. I think this is just another scripture just to encourage us that God guards our feet. So yeah, as I said, we can enjoy the journey that we are on because 
God is there. He's with us. He's walking with us. He's supporting us. He's carrying the weight that we have. You know, the Bible says, cast your burdens unto him because he cares for you. Any burden that you feel is causing you, is weighing you down as you're walking this journey, cast it unto the Lord. Give it to him because he wants to support you. He wants to carry the weight off of you. And then verse um, 5 to 6 says, um, The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shed on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. And this gives a picture of God being our protective shed. So me and my, my, me and my family, we went to Egypt recently. And the heat there is really different. I think every time I'm going to a different country, I'm just comparing the intensity of the heat. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, the heat here, it's desert heat. It's different. It makes you tired. Like, you step out and you're like, ah, oh, I've just woken up. Why am I tired? But it's the heat. And we went to do like a desert safari. And we drove for like a good 15 miles. And it was just the desert. No tree, no house, nothing. Just the desert. And as I was thinking about this scripture, I was like, oh man, so this is how these people walked. They would walk for miles and miles. <laughs> There's no tree in the afternoon in the heat. I mean, we were in the car, so it helped. But they, they, wasn't, they, were, they didn't have umbrellas. They didn't have cars, so they were walking. So you can imagine the weariness that would come with that scorching hair that they are under, having walked miles and miles, because the afternoon could, cut, could just come upon them anywhere. And they, they wouldn't say, oh, let's be in the tree here and wait and rest a little bit and then you know, start our journey when the sun has come down. It's like, no, just keep going. You know? And they had to remind themselves that, you know what? God is our shed and at our right hand. Right hand to mean your area of defense. Or in a military context, it could mean um, whoever stood at the right hand of the comrade was their protector. So God standing at your right hand is protecting you. He's shielding you, you know, and he's not, he's shielding you from the sun, from the scorching heat. From, so for, for that, it could represent like just different things that come throughout your journey to just cause a weariness, a tiredness, you know, accusations, sudden terrors, sudden things that come and just cause you to panic. All of that, the Lord is saying, He's at your right hand. He's there. He's your, he's your shadow. He's your shade. You know, Psalm 91 talks about those who live in the shelter of the Most High, they will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So as we walk, whatever journey we are walking, we can walk with rest because the Lord is our shadow. We are there in his shadow. He's our shed, right? And then Psalm 91, 5, 6 talks about because you're in the shadow of the Almighty, do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. We don't have to walk with anxiety and, oh, my days, where's the arrow coming today? You know, what is going to, to cause this today? No, we can walk with rest because we know that God is on our right-hand side. He's walking with us. You know, he's our shade. He's shielding us from whatever fairy dart the enemy may try to uh, throw at us at any given point in time. Psalm 16, 8. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I shall not be moved. And I hope that's like, um, that's our declaration every day. You know, Lord, I've set you before me today. And because of that, because you're at my right hand, I will not be moved. 
So you walk into work confidently. You will walk into the day confidently because you know who you have set before you. It's not you. Because if it's you, yeah, you have a reason to be scared. But, <laughs> but because it's God and we know the God that we serve, he's faithful, he's able, you know, to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond what we think or imagine. He's, he's mighty, like, that's the God that is at our right hand. So we don't have to fear anybody. We don't have to fear any situation. We have to trust him. And then the, uh, the last uh, verses, 7 and 8, the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. This, for me, just paints a picture of God being my savior. He saves me from all evil, all wickedness that you can never imagine. You know, he's the one that saves us daily when we get up in the morning and leave our homes. As we, you know, driving to, our, to workplaces or to meetings or wherever you're going, the Lord is keeping you. He's watching over you, you know. It's not in our routines, as I said earlier. It's not, oh, I forgot to say my morning prayer today. Woo. There's a lot of evil that's going to come my way, you know? No, it's not that. <laughs> oh, I forgot to say uh, my prayer tonight. Hence, I should just be expecting nightmares. No, that's not the case. God is protecting us. And, you know, the Bible tells us that even when we are faithless, he remains faithful. He remains faithful. And we learned from our Armor of God series that, you know, the battle that we're in as believers is not against flesh and blood flesh and blood. It's not against uh, the people that we see. It's a spiritual battle. It's against principalities, agents of darkness, powers. So we cannot come into this battle with carnal weapons, you know, with our strength, with our understanding, with our routines. Not really. We have to come in with the, the, the weapons of God. And it talks about how in Second Corinthians, our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God. And sometimes that's why for different challenges, as you seek the Lord, he will tell you to do something that's just a bit weird. And you're like, you just want me to wait? You just want me to sit and just look? You just want me to keep quiet? You just want me to praise, like dance when I'm experiencing all this havoc in my life? But that's it, because the weapons we use in the battle they're not carnal. They're not of the flesh. They're not back and forth arguments, go and set up this, go and... No, it's... They're mighty in God. So that praise that he's telling you to release, that's your weapon. And that's all you need, really. You don't need a lot. Um, and also we see that when the disciples asked um, Jesus to teach them how to pray, one at the, at the end he says, you should pray that God should deliver us from the evil one. So we have that understanding that it's not us that, it's not us that delivers ourselves from the evil one. It's God. And these days there's this whole practice of, I guess it's modern age or new age or whatever, where they will tell you, oh, if you have evil spirits in your house, burn sage and do all these things, really, it's not working. <laughs> it, I think it does for them, like, peace of mind like a placebo but it really doesn't because how can you're using the same evil spirits to chase away the evil spirits it doesn't make sense you need a stronger man you need God you know and God here is telling us actually I'm the one that delivers you from all evil I'm the one that delivers you from every wickedness you can ever think of so we shouldn't I think even in the Amma series Pastor Steve told us that 
we are victorious. Like we, we, stand, we come from a, a victory standpoint. We're not coming as begging for victory or ever. We're already victorious. And that's what we're enforcing into our lives, right? And I think the reason for that is because the one who fights for us and the one who, deliver, who delivers us is victorious. He is the strong man. He is like above, and above every power or every principality that could ever attack you, your family, anyone around you. And that's why we can have confidence that whatever evil comes our way, we're going to win it because the one who fights for us is able to, you know. It's not us. Psalm 97.10. You who love the Lord hate evil. He preserves the souls of his saints. He delivers them out of the hand of the wicked. 2 Timothy 4.8 says, And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. So we don't have to fear the wicked one. We don't have to fear the enemy. We don't have to fear any evil. Even when people say, oh, wait and see. I'm gonna, you know, wait and see what I'm going to do to you or whatever. We just have to be like, yeah, whatever. Because God <laughs> is the one that delivers us from all, all evil. He's the one that protects us. He's our savior, you know. And he equips, he equips us to be able to resist the evil one. Because that's all actually we are told to to do to the enemy. We're not called to fight him. We're not called to, I don't know, call him and do it's he just says resist the enemy and he will flee. He's the one meant to flee, not us, you know. And the only reason as to why we're able to resist and stand is because we know the Lord is on our side. The Lord is helping us. So I hope as we've gone through Psalm 121, it has given you like a picture of just the different ways that God wants to help you. And he is our helper. Like, that's really, that was the goal for today, to remind each and every one of us, and myself included. Whatever journey we're going to start, whatever journey we are on, God is your helper, and he's your ever-present help at all times. Not just times of trouble, but at all times, you know? He's there. You can call upon him for strength. You can call upon him to deliver you. You can call upon him to support you. You can call upon him to, to shield you from when you see that things are, are moving a bit crazy in my life. Just be like, God, help me in this moment. And so I'm going to leave us with Hebrews 13, 5 to 6. Um, and it says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. So as we go into the week, as we go into the new month, as we go about our day, Every time fear, anxiety, anything, anything that is not, any emotion that is not nice rises up inside of you. Remember that the Lord has said he will never leave you nor forsake you. So you can boldly, you can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. You know, what can man do to me? Or what can this situation do to me? So yes. (laughs) That's what I wanted to leave us with today. And just to close us off, I want us to pray. And just really ask God to, um, to help us, you know, 
in, in every situation in our lives. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are our helper, that you're able to help us, you can help us, and you want to help us, Heavenly Father. And so we come before you and commit everything to you. We commit our work to you. We commit our health to you. We commit our families to you, God. We commit our marriages to you, God. We commit our careers to you. everything that we, we know that we have to do. We commit it to you, God. We commit our spiritual journey to you, Lord. And we ask you, Heavenly Father, to help us. Help us when we are weary. Help us where we are faint. Help us where we don't know what to do, Heavenly Father. We put our trust in you. Your word says that we should, we should commit everything to you and trust you and you will help us. So Father, today we acknowledge and we declare that we trust you, God. We trust you with, our, with this new week that's coming up. We trust you with the new month that we are heading into, Heavenly Father. And we declare, Lord, help us. Whenever anxiety or fear arises in our hearts, Holy Spirit, remind us that you have said you will help us, that you are a source of strength, that you want to support us, that you want to save us, that you want to shield us so we don't have to, to, back, to, you know, to, to, to fear, or we don't have to run away from situations. No, we can go in your strength. We can go in you, Lord, and we know that we'll be victorious. We love you, Lord. We thank you for who you are. And we thank you, Father God, that even when we are faithless, you are faithful. So we look to you. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen.